Though Barcelona have been struggling a lot this season, La Liga may be their salvation as they keep a 7-point lead over Real Madrid after 23 games. While in Serie A, it's only a matter of time before Napoli turned their 18-point lead and solid dominance into a championship trophy. Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am Li Xiang, and I'm glad to be joined by my colleague Josh here. Great to be back. So, judging by history in La Liga, when either Barcelona or Real Madrid are leading by seven points, I think it's time for the other side to say, hey, bro, it's yours. It's over. We don't care about it. Do you think it's still the same case this year? I don't know, because like I was saying when we were talking previously, it seems very much, in fact, you mentioned it right then, with Barcelona, this is basically all they have at the mm -hmm. moment. There is the Copa del Rey, where they they beat uh, Real Madrid in the... With a very lucky goal. With a very lucky goal, a, uh, a forced own goal from Eda Militao. Mm -hmm. Both sides basically very badly depleted with... Uh, with injuries, but even that, I think, suggests where the interests of both these teams lie. If you're Real Madrid and you've thrashed Liverpool at Anfield, you pretty much know for a fact you are one foot in the next stage of the, the Champions League, mm -hmm. which, as everyone knows, is the biggest club tournament in the world, especially in Europe. And if you are Barcelona, well, you just got eliminated by United. Uh, Manchester United from the second division, the Europa League, it's basically the two total opposite paths of European glory and European, let's say, humiliation. Mm -hmm. So if you are a team like Barcelona who, you know, I forget the phrasing, the financial levers. Or oh, yeah, the levers, they, that yeah. they pulled, this was their, their season for them to rebound and win trophies and win titles and things. The championship of La Liga is the main thing still on the table. And judging by who they've played, who they have left, with this seven-point gap, Real Madrid seem like a team that can close close gaps like that. They are a great team, great margin, Carlo Ancelotti, but they obviously have a better thing in mind. Yeah. Because let's say it reaches the end of the season and Barcelona are one, Real Madrid are two, but Real Madrid are still in the Champions League. By that point, it's probably a final weekend, if not... I think they would be more than happy to take a second place finish to Barcelona for one year mm -hmm. if it meant they keep going in the in the Champions League compared to Barcelona, who basically have nothing else to play for. Hmm. See, um, <clears throat> before this morning's uh, game, mm -hmm. it's I, I was thinking actually because, like you said, Barcelona basically had nothing to compete for except La Liga. Real Madrid have the Champions League possibly the La Liga and the other tournaments. So yeah. now they lost, but only in the first leg and yeah. by only one goal. Mm -hmm. Does that mean they will be like, okay, let's focus on the other two things or the other thing, let's drop this. Or they will stay focused on three things, trying to prove they were still the powerhouse. And for Barcelona, maybe the problem is similar. Say, now you have a one-goal lead. Do you go for your best so you can knock out Real and then go for two trophies but possibly get distracted or you maybe not drop, but you pull your punches a bit and then focus on La Liga. Well, that's, that's, that's it with how I was saying about how both teams were so depleted. It felt almost like both teams were playing it with that kind of caginess in mind, both of them knowing full well this isn't their, their main focus at the mm -hmm. moment. And then the way the results happened, where it's like, yes, it's 1-0, but it was an own goal. It was like this weird scenario. That I don't think that really clears it up for either team because 
Barcelona will be going to the next leg, leg with the goal advantage. Yeah. But I think Real Madrid will be looking into it, saying, like, well, we were very much depleted, basically played a, a second-string squad and came out of it by the tiniest of margins. Um, so I, I do think going forward, the next game will be much more focused. I think both game, both teams will be looking to win it. But again, I feel like both of them will be thinking, okay, Barcelona won't want to ruin anything, get anyone injured because they're still playing for the La Liga title. And Real Madrid will still be focused on getting through the Champions League, especially with someone like Kareem Benzema, who mm-hmm. he scored a fantastic goal in that game. It was ruled offside. Yeah. But it shows what he can do when he is an injured or given a knock or something like that. And if you are a Real Madrid, Real Madrid side that knows full well the health and the conditions of its veteran players. And like I was saying, you have the option of do you play them in Europe or do you play them in the <clears throat> Copa del Rey? I think Carlo Ancelotti will always favor going towards Europe. Hmm. You know, usually in like a Super League, in the La Liga, other teams sometimes can play a very important third-party factor mm-hmm. like Atletico Madrid and Villarreal. So far, no team has shown this sign this season. And... Again, Barcelona have not been performing like themselves for the mm-hmm. past two years. But how did they win so many games this season in La Liga? Ha- I mean, I'm pretty sure Barcelona have grown worse. Yeah, has the rest of the league grown worse too? I mean, I think so because this is one of those years where, like you say, you always are expecting that spoiler, and it's you are expecting oh, Atletico Madrid, Atletico Madrid are going to turn up and they're going to steal points here, steal points there. They are in fourth place with Real Sociedad in between, and then underneath them is Real Betis, but then it's a big drop-off to Rayo Vallecano and Villarreal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the reports that have always been going on, in fact, they were the reports that uh, Barcelona themselves were, were calling on for the when they were talking about resurging, rebringing back the Super League. The rest of La Liga, the development's simply not there. And this season following the pandemic, following losses that came in terms of revenues and stuff like that. I just have a feeling that that's starting to bite. It's starting to really be felt. And then, you know, this this Barcelona squad that we have, it's not the best, but it does still have players in it like Gavi, Frankie de Jong, Frank Kessier, and Sufati, Ferran Torres. Mm-hmm. So it is still a very solid team. It's more a case of uh, Xavi getting it firing on all cylinders. And he's made it so it's like a f- very solid midfield without too much up front, leaving Lewandowski off and on an island. But it's still Lewandowski. When he gets a goal, he will score. So I feel like this Barcelona team, it's not a good team, but they have a good squad. And for a league as depleted as La Liga, it's enough. I mean, there's a reason why they were completely outplayed by Manchester United, because that team... Ten Hag has got it playing like a like a complete cohesive unit, which so far Xavi has slightly failed to do. I know these may be two very weird things to compare, but do you think Barcelona actually are thirstier, uh, thirstier than for the La Liga title than Real Madrid for the Champions League? Because I just read um, the president of La Liga, mm-hmm. uh, Javier Tebas, yep. he said there will be no signings for Barcelona this summer. Right. So. Whatever they need, they need say new sponsorship or new commercials. They need something to prove that they deserve it. Now the only thing they have, the biggest thing they have, is a La Liga title. Yeah. For Real, they have won so many Champions League titles. I know they used to be encouraged 
motivated to do that, but are they really that thirsty? I I mean that is a thing which I hadn't really considered, but you know, to use another example, the year that Leicester City won the league, one of the impetuses behind it is as the season went on, and as they started to pick up steam, and I felt like it was possible, the fact that they not only hadn't won it before. But may not get a chance to win it again. Mm-hmm. Really kicked in, and Claudio Ranieri clearly spoke to the to the squad about this being like a once in a lifetime opportunity. You have to put it all together right now. I think for Barcelona, I think for Barcelona, when you hear that message from the chairman about how they're not doing anything this summer, and you combine it with the other stuff of using the levers, getting knocked out of the Europa League, things like that. It really is now or never for this squad because if they don't win this, I don't really know what else they will have. Whereas, like you say, with Real Madrid, they just won the Champions League, doing it again, obviously a fantastic achievement. But let's say they don't win it, well, they can go back the next year because we've already seen them do it. They're not in the position where they have no players coming in where no one wants to be there. So I, I do think that it's more a case of... Um, Real Madrid want to win the Champions League. Barcelona feel like they need to win La Liga. And that level of desperation could take them all the way. In fact, based on the league positions right now, it probably will. But it's a bad place to be in. If you're, you know, if you are in if you are Barcelona, one of the biggest teams of all time, and you have basically one goal mm-hmm. when everyone else always has like cups and trophies and everything to to play for. I feel like that's a sign of the uh, diminished quality that that squad has. That's true. I mean, despite the seven-point lead they have, Barcelona have still it's not very clear enough in La Liga, but in Serie A, it cannot be clearer. Mm-hmm. I mean, eighteen-point lead. They can, if there are only five games to go, they will win this. Even if there are six games to go, they can win this. I would never imagine that Napoli can be so unstoppable. Yeah. No, the thing is with this with this Napoli side is Luciano Spalletti has got them playing. Like, I don't know, because that's the thing, I don't know um, Serie A too well, but this Napoli side is just so fun to watch mm-hmm. that they've got them playing almost, you know, I didn't even mean to make the connection, but that Leicester City side that won a, so long ago, because the last time Napoli won was 1990, I yeah, believe. Yeah, when Diego Maradona was there. there. So it's been a long, long time coming, and now they have this chance. I think there's going to be like an asterisk or something because of what happened at Juventus, but it's got them playing this fantastic, free-flowing, exciting football that is winning points, but also winning fans, winning hearts around the world. And yeah, I never probably would have thought about Napoli being in this position until last year or the year before. I forget when it was when they won the uh, Coppa, da- Coppa Italia and since then they've just grown and grown and grown like basically against all odds because you look at this squad and you've got players that are pretty famous in terms of Herving Lozano uh, Kvaric Skelia um, and Dombele and Gisa Zielinski in midfield like these are top players who I assume will be picked off at some point I thought they would have been picked off before now but like I say Spalletti has got them playing this fantastic, exciting football, and they've more than earned this title. You know, usually I would ask, like, are Napoli strong enough, big enough to play on two tracks or even three tracks? But the thing is, they do. They mm-hmm. are, because they just won in the Champions League. And yep. so did Inter Milan, who are the second place. 
since there's literally no hope to actually follow Napoli, what what is there for Inter Milan and other clubs? I know to fight for. I know there's the Champions League, but mm-hmm. still, it's weird for yeah. you know these guys who have won the Lille uh, Serie A titles. 40 times is Milan and uh, Inter yeah. Milan, and now they are after someone who is, you know, Napoli. Yeah, exactly. The, the Milanese sides are used to fighting for the top. But like you say, with such a big gap, and still with so many games to go, like, I suspect that these teams are simply playing known for well. Champions League football is on the horizon. And I guess to almost to certify their place at the top with Juventus currently going through this scandal because mm-hmm. it isn't simply a case of, okay, they were docked 15 points, but you hear about uh, the, the Andrea Agnelli stepping away from the board of directors, all this stuff that's happening behind the scenes. I get the feeling they assume that what was the biggest team and technically still is the biggest team with them being absent, well, this gives us a free hit towards the Champions League places. And now they are playing for that more so than anything else. Um, I do. That is a question that I do wonder because when I, when you are in second or third place, and you're let's say for example in the Premier League with Manchester City being five points behind, well in the back of your mind you think every t every game matters, every point we can steal one here, get three there, but with this it's basically the champion is already crowned, mm-hmm. and then if you are a hyper competitive team, hyper competitive player, and it's completely out of sight already. Not even, in the, not even in the sense of like, you know, with the Bundesliga where Bayern have it wrapped up and everyone else is competing for these Champions League spots because there's so many. It just simply feels like something is missing from this mm-hmm. year for those squads. And to be fair, they are still playing their hearts out. We're still getting a lot of fun games that are taking place. Even Juventus being so far down, the uh, derby with Torino was a very was a very fun game. You have Paul Pogba's return, a lot of great drama happening. So... It's almost like a fantasy story, almost in the sense of you, if you were to write what would happen in the league, you have this underdog team, thirty years away, running away with it, the Napoli dream of yeah. winning the league, and then they're humiliating all their rivals because of how far ahead they are, and yet for second and third place, it's the Milanese sides neck and neck. Um, fourth place on the historic side, Lazio, with Roma directly behind mm-hmm. them, the Roman sides. So it's, it is it isn't a traditional league format. It isn't a traditional Serie A story, but it is still very, very interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, it may be disrespectful for me to say that, is it Napoli who has gone so much better, or is it Serie as a whole actually gone worse? I think they are getting better. Mm-hmm. So. Am I too crazy to say that Napoli, even theoretically, have the chance to become the biggest dark horse this season in Europe? Because they're on, they're already on the way for the Serie A title. Yeah, they're also the one in the first leg of the round of sixteen, the Champions League. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they can, but they show the best hope. Yeah, no, because the thing is now as well is they are playing in this way where. Like just the, you just see the belief in mm-hmm. them, and it, that's not something you typically see from Serie A teams. It's nothing you. It's basically nothing I've seen since the era when it was like Jose Mourinho running into you know that that era, which is fifteen, seventeen-ish years yeah. ago now. And you get the feeling that not only do they believe they can do it, 
with the uh, domestic league already wrapped up pretty much, all the energy and focus can go towards the Champions League because let's say they wobble here, slip a game there, they'll still leave them nine points ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, So when you look at them having this lead over Eintracht Frankfurt already and knowing full well that that 2-0 win, they are a better side than Frankfurt. They could take them even further. This has the feeling to me of... I wouldn't go as far as saying like Leicester, but on a grander scale. But you do look at them and you think to yourself, well, who's going to stop them? In the Champions League, I can't really figure out any like solid winner over Napoli. Yeah, I mean, that's it. The Champions League right now is, is fairly open. I'd say in terms of favourites... You know, that is that is a good question because in terms of favourites, you look at Real Madrid and you think, well, you can't count them out. But that's not <clears> the same as like, oh, they're squashing everyone. Mm. Bayern Munich are wobbling domestically. They yeah. seem like they are not on great terms uh, in Europe either. They should have been beating PSG much better than they were. You know, this team, yeah, I feel like it has like upset written all over it. But then you look how far ahead they are. You look at all the goals they're scoring. You look at the fantastic performance from players like Kavrich Gallia and you know I wouldn't even I wouldn't count it out if I if they got a double this year I really wouldn't that's true um when they say new sheriffs don't really stay long because uh Napoli definitely are a traditional powerhouse mm-hmm. but they haven't won so many so which makes them kind of new in the title race yeah. say if they win this season next season will their owner who has been famous for you know certain habits mm-hmm. And other teams try to uh, dissemble this team, or can they? If they win yeah. the Champions League, maybe yeah. that will help them actually stay together, maybe for something long-lasting. I mean, that's it's one of the reasons why they haven't won for so long is they are in that similar spot to a Borussia Dortmund mm-hmm. in the sense of you get this team that's pretty big, pretty famous, always there or thereabouts. But they don't have the money of the Giants. They aren't Juventus. They aren't Bayern Munich. They aren't Manchester City. So they end up getting picked apart. The difference is, unlike a team like a Borussia Dortmund or like an Ajax in the Eredivisie, they aren't also designed to constantly churn players out and make money through the academy. So that's what makes them very spotty, very up, very down. I do have a horrible feeling that this season is going to be now or never because, you know, players like Herving Lozano are already linked with Premier League clubs. The, I keep calling it, calling about um, a very hard name to say, the Georgian winger. The reason why he comes up all the time isn't just that he's really such a good player, but he's in his early 20s, 21, 22, and the constant rumours of, He's going to Chelsea. Yeah. He's going to City. It's it's absolutely non-stop. Like, at no point do you look at this team and think, okay, in three seasons' time, is it going to be playing the same way? If they do win the Champions League or something, it will pretty probably increase investment with that with that kind of money. They can very very much keep some of their players. But I do think it's a little bit of a case of if they don't win it now. I mean, if they don't win the Champions League now. They probably won't get another chance to, but within Serie A itself, because it's so far ahead, they're just going to stick to it and enjoy it. That's true. I agree. And I think so much for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully we'll be hearing from you guys very soon next week. See ya. Speak to you then. Bye-bye.